cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show, proudly presented by MTN Business. Hello, Brett Two. Hey, Brett One. Hello, hello, hello. I've hello, never hello. said Brett One before. I don't, I don't know where too. it came from. Hey? I think, you know, we were talking about bees oh, with yeah. the extinct list or whatever you and call it. And our cool list. new microphones, these honeybee microphones. And our cool new microphones that we're going to be, yeah. So, I think that's what triggered it off me. But it is serious, though. I mean, like, now we're into, we're into spring and, and summer and all those good things. And... Uh, you know, everyone kind of like, oh, bees, and they put bee buzzers up. and put, We don't actually realize without them, we're kind of dead. Yeah, I think <laughs> six days or something was the record. That is that what it is? Lost. It or a couple of months or something. But six days is where it's probably a problem. But you know what? I think with McDonald's around, we're right, because that food will last forever. So it's fine as long as the guys <laughs> cook it. Yeah, the cardboard will probably disintegrate beyond before that. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah. That's, that's an interesting thing. If you are a beekeeper or you've got anything, give us a shout and let us know what is happening. The future of bees could be a really interesting show. I think so. I mean, like, it doesn't always have to be tech. We don't actually care about our tech if we actually did. Let's be honest; <laughs> it's not going to work. So, awesome. yeah, we need to find some. Isn't there a name for bee? Like the studies of bees, or it's like ornithology is birds, aviaries, or something like that. They called I don't know aviar. You'll find it just now. Well, the time between not knowing and knowing something these days is so short. We'll just Google that and figure cool. it out. And so, if we weren't in there, we could actually use our phones and just ask. Yes. Like, okay, Google. Remember, I learned, huh? Got to say, waiting, okay, I was waiting for Google. the hardware to activate something. Yeah, no, we none of us on Android yet, huh? So, Android. thanks for enjoying some of the waffling. We are B1 and B2. Yes. And fun. this is the Futurology Show. If yes. you would like to follow us on Twitter, it's hashtag Futurology on um, cliffcentral.com. And Twitter, Facebook. And WeChat and all other good things, I think. Yeah. yeah but it's at cliffcentral.com. So, app of the week. Yeah, what we got? You know, I actually have to do. I'm always doing little side notes, but you were talking. We were talking about it now. I think I've I've had it as an app of the week before. Yes. Um, and you've kind of only just really moved on to it now. Is IM Plus, which yes. is not my app of the week, but I'm using it as a side note because you and I use WhatsApp in that when we communicate. I know you sent it to air. me. I never downloaded it. Saw you using it now. I'm like, that is amazing. Cool. So for all those people, especially if you're using WhatsApp on online, like web WhatsApp, IM Plus is much better because it also brings in all your other networks. Like everyone says to me, how do you type so quickly and respond to my <laughs> mails? I'm like, I'm just a demon like that. It's an iPhone thing. Not really. Okay, so to my actual app of the week. Yes. So my app of the week this week is called Timelines. Now, the reason why I chose this app, it's actually a paid app. It's I think it was about $5. I don't know if it's on Android. I don't think so. It's an iStore app. But I'm always saying this. You're always saying this. And I'm sure you guys listening, wherever you're listening, are probably always thinking and saying this as well. We never seem to have enough time for anything. Or where did the time go? I mean, we even said on our shows, it's like, oh, we're at the top of the hour. It went quickly. So what Timelines actually does is um, it it lets you track what you're doing. So you set up your parameters, things like I've, uh, mine are set up for office, gym, meetings, phone calls, travel. And then when you when you start one of those things, yeah. okay, you just push the button. Now, I have an Apple Watch. So it actually works on the watch. I can start and stop it on my watch. Or you just fire up the app and start and stop. And then it actually records the time you spent on that thing. And then it puts it into a pie graph so you can awesome. see it. And what I realize is I spend far too much time driving. The travel component of my day is ridiculous. So to answer the question, how do I get more time in my day? I have to stop traveling. I have to stop going to meetings. Yeah. But you can't stop going to stop meetings. Stop doing something while you travel. Well, this is the thing. You know, I've always said I, when I used to work for Rapid Blue, I motivated my budget for a driver. 
that I could sit mm. in the back and actually have someone. And it it was declined because it was deemed unnecessary. But if I had this app, then I could have actually turned and said, "Look, it is necessary. Yeah. I'm spending like forty percent of my day driving, yeah. or stuck in traffic, or whatever." So no, we've had this discussion as well. I mean, the amount of I can still you do the red the red robot or the the stop street uh, or traffic jam interactions. So you can you can obviously make a few phone calls with your hands free, but like now you're answering emails and you're approving payments and you're doing all these things. I mean, if you're a busy person like like you and I, are quite busy generally. I think busier like than bees. Busy bees. Here we go. <laughs> you see well what we done. did there? <laughs> well, hashtag busy bees. Uh, sure. We okay, like our show. Guys. <laughs> I'm glad you're all listening still. So, yeah. But um, yeah, the thing is, if uh, and we were talking about New York doing the Uber subscription model. They're, they're testing out Uber on right. a subscription model. So, for $100 uh, a month, you get two weeks free or unlimited Travel. Unlimited, unlimited correct. travel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're doing a two-week beta testing this year, and it'll be really interesting to see how many people take it up. I personally, if that was available here for say two hundred dollars a month, that comes to just short of what I'm paying for my car. But I'm getting driven everywhere, no brainer. point to point. No brainer. No parking. And no, you can do so no, much. nothing. You and never need to worry about traffic really because you could be productive. Well, that's where that app comes into it as well, because I mean, the app even shows them routes. It's like the Waze integrator. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a silly thing. But it's probably the best five dollars you can spend, and yeah. you know there were a lot of there was actually a lot of criticism on that. But I just want to stay on a little bit longer because time is such an important commodity. I looked at the criticism. The problem is, is that people are criticizing something because they're at fault, and I've done it. You forget to put the info in, or you forget to push stop. That's not the app's fault. That's you. Yeah. Okay. But when I did make an, a, a concerted effort, so what is I promised myself for a week. I'm going to use this app just to see the the metrics, which has been this last week. And it is scary. I mean, I can't share it. I can maybe do a screenshot and put it up on the – but I also even put chores. You know when your wife says to you, while you're running around, can you pick up bread or can you get the medicine or whatever it is? I mean, it's it's, it's life. We have to do stuff. Yeah. Even my chores, I think, contributed about 17% to my work week. It's it's mad. So, yeah, timelines um, – I thought it was money well spent. I've enjoyed using it, so I'm not worried about the negative reviews. Timeline, cool. Yeah. And we'll tweet that. So you've got Google open, and you're normally fast with me, and maybe even know the answer. Um, Twitter is apparently about to be acquired by someone. And I put the question mark there in my notes, someone. Um, I actually heard that um, it was Salesforce that was looking at it. You know the, the CRM guys and that? Yeah. Um, there were other people, including Disney, that were looking at it. So I don't know if you've come across I heard, anything. I heard that Disney were looking to purchase Twitter, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the share prices all went a bit wonky, just by just by that rumor going out. Well, now apparently it's Salesforce. That's what I've heard. So, okay. what's interesting is you know why Twitter would be selling out. Yeah. Um, but on that note, if they are and you like to be early adopters, I've come across something called um, Mastodon, like mast, like on a boat. M A S T O D O N. So you go to mastodon.social. And the reason I've done it is so I could get Brett Levy. So I finally have at Brett Levy. Oh, well done. Uh, so I don't have to get Fat Cat Brett there. And who knows, if Twitter does get board closed, whatever, this was a open source type Twitter next level thingy majobby. So I'm an early adopter. I have a Mastodon handle. No one can talk to me because no one else has a Mastodon. Brett, you'll have to go and get a Mastodon uh, um, a handle. Mastodon. Yeah, and then we'll all be Mastodoning. So okay. maybe we'll be Mastodoning next. Apple search ads are now available. I don't know if you've come across this. I mean, you've just been, you've just worked on the whole team of building the Touch Central app. 
So app, I thought, just have a little bit of a look at what's going on in the app world. Um, again, people are going to go, well, Google's had that for ages and so on because obviously it's Apple search. Yes. But what I always say to those type of comments is, yes, Apple might not be the inventor or innovative stuff. They're just the perfectors. <laughs> they, they, they are. They do do it well. They do do it well. Yeah. So they might take time, but they do it well. Um, now, what Apple Search Ads was all about, which I thought was quite cool, is that it now starts to look at your search history based on your iTunes account mm-hmm. and start searching, serving ads within iTunes. So it's not in the apps. It's not like, what do they call it, AdSense, where they had before, yeah. or iAds. Or the, iAds. Ad, the ad tracker. Correct. This yeah. is actually in iTunes itself. So it starts to rank other apps. Okay. That are relevant to you. And based against once you've already downloaded. Correct. Nice. So at least when you're searching through apps, you're getting relevant. So I thought that was, again, it's good. It's just all about this whole relevance and needing things now when we want them and so on. Um, I'm always amazed at how many people kick back at stuff like this. Like, I don't, I personally don't like it when I'm getting ad tracked on everything I'm doing. But for the most part, if you're going to download a free app that is actually helping enhance your life, like you said, timelines, yeah. is actually helping you do something more than you could have done by yourself, or it's just a real mind amplifier or life amplifier. And then people are like, no, don't track me. I'm like, but you got it for free. Like, guys, there's value. I know. We, well, we were actually talking about that um, with a client earlier on. And uh, we were saying that, you know, people are looking at um, uh, what do you call it? ad blocking software. Yes. And... I did also mention this on the show before. I know I have. But the bottom line is, if you're getting something for free, it's not really for free. You got yes. to, Someone has to pay. So if you have to watch 15 seconds of an interstitial ad, so what? Your life's not going to end. Rather give you them your like information. Them but the thing is, give them your information and get an ad yeah. that's relevant. Yes. You know, I'd rather watch 15 seconds on whiskey or golf or tech or something. Then uh, the new Mac lipstick, you know. Exactly. They got the Mac part right, but they threw in like <laughs> color orange. Oh, cool, orange Mac. Uh, no, it's actually in a little tube. So, you know, we, it's, it's pointless actually fighting it. Yeah. It really is. I don't know. Yeah. People are just, it's their causes, I suppose, or I block ads. So, uh, yeah, anyway. That's a whole, that's a whole other discussion. <clears throat> you, you shared a little snippet with me on Tesla. Yes. That they're unveiling something on the 17th, something unexpected. So my only guess, it's a battery pack that blows up. But then Samsung's <laughs> already got that, hey? I don't know. And launches their SpaceX rocket well, into space. You know, we, that, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But why, do they, why would you make a statement like that? Surely they don't need the pre-hype. I think what it's, happens if it it's, sucks? It's just that time of the year. I think, that, you know, Google saying, True. hey, something's coming up. And yeah, then yeah. the... the, the Karma uh, drone, the the GoPro drone coming out, and then a couple of days later or an hour later, DJI is saying it's coming later. It's all about the tease. Yeah, everybody wants to get this. And at, at this point, technology, unless it's mind-blowingly different, technology isn't really moving as fast as it possibly did at the beginning of the year. Everybody sort of got to this plateau at least for 2016, I, I presume that we're used to what's happened, and we're all sort of like, that's really cool. But to try and blow your mind for the next thing, like. My mind is already pre-blown going into the end of the year. So what more are you going to give me that we haven't already got? So these guys are like saying, hey, hey, wait, we do have the next thing. You can have your mind blown again. So there's a lot of that happening at the moment, which is quite cool, I think. I, I agree with you and I like it. My only problem is um, he's had quite old Elon and yes. Tesla have had quite a bit of bad press lately. Yes. A lot of questions thrown at them. So what it's happens if more. it really isn't? Like, good. Like, what happens if it's a Donald Trump announcement? Well, that's well, braggadocious. You know? That's the uh, 
that's like that's the downside though of of hype, I suppose, is that you know you've got to put your money where your mouth is eventually. I mean, there's so many things that aren't hype that are so awesome that we have to stumble upon, and then you get like like I mean. On the 17th, you and I are going to be following what Tesla has to announce. Okay, we and are. we'll tear it to shreds the next day. <laughs> but this is the thing. In fact, if our show, it's the on, 12th, that means the 19th. So, yeah, it would yeah. be in two days afterwards. That and, that's a Monday. That's yeah. right. We're on Wednesday. So we'll have some other critics behind us to <clears> see what's happening. It will be quite interesting to see what uh, what the interweb um, says. So It could be another car. I don't think so. Maybe the it's word a said drone. unexpected. Yeah, it could be a drone, a manned drone. Who knows? Shit, that would be awesome. Taking yeah. the rocket, taking the solar power, long range drone, long range, because that's always been the criticism. Cool. Anyway, well, we'll find 17th, out next. We'll find uh, out after the seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is now just stupid, and no, it's not Pokemon. Okay, the high five selfie. What is now the big thing? Well, I wrote actually, what the fuck? But you were close. <laughs> so. Not only do I have to look at stupid selfies now, but I have to look at blurry selfies. So as it sounds, the idea is to take your phone, throw it, give yourself a high five, okay, and capture that moment. And obviously now you need to prove that you were doing it, so you need to have a mirror, which brings us to all those wonderful scenes of things you're not supposed to see in people's rooms and bathrooms. And But I'm going to go and invest in a cell phone repair screen repair business because every single chop, that's going to start throwing his or her phone. Can you just imagine? Oh, you're going to, and if it's on video, it's like, high five, Ksh, shit. You know? Why? Like, the duck pout, the bloody selfie photo bomby thing, and now the high five selfie. Just think about that. Challenge accepted. And you've got no hands and you have to throw your phone. You Google it, you'll see the images. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, like. You know why they call it a selfie, hey? No. Because narcissicity is too difficult to spell. <laughs> well, obviously, at that level of intellect. I mean, but we take <laughs> selfies. Would you throw your phone in the air No. and hope you can catch it again? If it was warming up really quick, it was the Samsung Note 7, I probably <laughs> would, but yeah. <gasps> that side was invented. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so that's uh, the high five selfie. Um, I did come across something. Oh, no, I didn't. I just want to stop. <laughs> I mean, I did. I got lots. Digital jargon. Okay. Yes. I was thinking we should actually start having like a weekly thing on the discombobulation. Digital. Well, no, that's too. That's just jargon. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a word pro- programmatic advertising. Now we're in media. Yes. Okay, and you kind of know, but I just went through a presentation before I came here on programmatic advertising. I mean, effectively, if you take what programmatic advertising actually is. It's just how digital adverts move or behave online. That's what it is. But it sounds cooler to say programmatic advertising. So I thought maybe we should actually start like a segment where we take a word or words. Um, and we could do it true or false. Is this a real word that we're using or is this just some made up Well, that's crap? the thing. Like, you know, you could take out a word or say, you know, this is the word of the week or whatever. I don't know. So if people maybe want words mm. or want to like find it the meaning of words, like... People are too embarrassed to ask. I don't give a shit. If I don't understand where I go, sorry, what does that mean? There's always there's another acronym every second day or but every this is day. The thing. So how yeah. are we expected to keep up? Exactly. So, you know, maybe guys, yeah, hit us up on Twitter or send emails or whatever you want to do. But I, I'm quite keen to It'll be our social more. outreach at Futurology is to help you learn better. Well, I mean, I'll give you an example. Okay, so one of the words under programmatic um, was attribution. Okay. 
And I'm actually going to read the definition of attribution yeah. in the programmatic sentence. It says, determining which part of marketing campaign had the greatest effect on the consumer. If someone buys a car, attribution helps the automaker understand when the person made the decision. Was it prompted by Facebook or an ad served on Google, etc.? So a related term is a last-click attribution. So I would never have guessed that. So if someone had to sit with me in a meeting and say, so where was the attribution? I'm going to go, I don't know. But uh, the ablution is outside. You know what I mean? And this is the problem. We live in these worlds of… If you go talk cuck, that's where you're going to well, go. Well, that's the thing. So I don't know. Maybe we must make that a little… You know, we have the app of the week. We Excellent. can maybe have the jargon, digital jargon. Nice. Okay. Back to Apple because we not? haven't spoken about Apple for about three minutes. So… Um, they're going to the Supreme Court this week yes. okay, with Samsung on that case. But what you probably didn't know, and I'm assuming you being the people on the other side of the speaker, hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> the last time that the Supreme Court in America examined a patent on design okay, was in the 1800s. Yep. I mean, that, it's, it's a long time ago. But how awesome is that? The patent office is doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, and they, they're protecting their stuff, obviously, if they haven't had to send it to Supreme. But what's very interesting, and I don't blame Apple, okay? They were awarded $2.75 billion. After all the twos and fro's and the up and downs and the jokes about delivering coins and that, they got $548 million. $548 million is a lot of money, yeah. okay? But it's it's nothing of two point seven. They lost $2.2 billion. Yeah. So I'd also freaking go back to court. I don't know why you should have to accept that. Yeah, and Samsung have sold 10.7 million infringing devices against that patent. I know, before. I saw that. And that re- did you see that? So, and they've generated 3.5 billion for Samsung. Yeah, on those patent things. So, it seems like a very insipid sort of slap on the knuckles after a pretty. Brilliant. I mean, we could make a show on this. You're a designer. You own a company that that we makes. Talk about IP. 100 percent. But you know, we're the guys. So there's two camps here. This is not even a Samsung Apple camp. Okay, this is a technology camp. And this is a design camp. The technology camp saying that if we uphold um, design patents, you know, in other words, defend them in, in the owner's interest, then there'll be no more innovation. Okay? Nah, maybe. Maybe it actually means people have to think and design stuff. Mm. The design guys, which I agree with, are saying we've spent the time coming up with these designs, making sure that what we produce is the sexiest, beautifulest, awesomenestest thing. And we should be entitled to protect it. And that's why it looks like it does. And I agree 100% that people yeah. bought Samsung S6s or 5s, whichever it was, because it looked like an iPhone. It had the Android engine, but it looked like an iPhone. And the exactly. reason it looked like an iPhone and why Samsung made it look like an iPhone is because iPhone is the benchmark. It is the yeah. sexiest of the phones. It's amazing how a one-of-a-kind product can all of a sudden just be everywhere. Yeah. And that, that doesn't happen by just sheer chance. What is your view on it? Are you in favor of this design IP war, or are you saying it's it's inhibiting tech growth by not sharing? I'm, I think, the eternal optimist. I always think that there's massive opportunity amidst a lot of chaos, and the more chaos there is, the more opportunity there is. But these kinds of things are always going to always going to happen and whether or not we it's right or wrong or shouldn't have happened it's happening and the nice thing about it is that there's a lot of take outs from it uh the fact that it's happening is testing a lot of rules and a lot of a lot of the laws and how we do things so it's it's very much a teaching moment for us to see how is it going to work in the in the future there's so much more ip on the loose if you will at the moment than there probably was a decade ago two decades ago 
And how this pans out in the Supreme Courts will be a pretty good precedent for how things will be dealt with in the future. I mean, if the last one was 1800s. This could be one that could last 100 years if they do it right. Well, not only that. I mean, think about if you take companies like Eastman Kodak. This is how I was thinking about the whole thing. So when they unbundled Eastman, um, the only value that it had was its patents. And apparently there were thousands of them. So now the company, and it was HP that bought up, and they all bought. I mean, Google bought some patents. They all did. Can you imagine now that if the Supreme Court upholds the ruling okay, in favor of Apple, all those patents, the companies that own those respective patents can go and look for all those products' competitors and backdate claims against design infringement. At that point, just the uh, just the uh, government gets rich. Um, yeah, but it, but it's nuts. And, and I lawyers. mean, because the law of precedence is it's quite a big thing, especially in the states. So it'll be interesting to it, to find. That's the thing. Regardless of the outcome, it'll always be an interesting discussion point. I mean. Yeah. These guys are always going to get in hot water. I think when you deal at the edge of innovation, it's, it's, there's never clarity. True. Hindsight's amazing. Yeah. No, no. The future, all we can do is sit here and speculate about what the future could or couldn't be or might be or what are we going to be doing with the things. We don't even know if the bees are going to be alive in six years' time. Well, I hope they are. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really hate do. it when I get stung, but uh, I really do hope that they are. Exactly. Um, staying with Samsung, like they haven't got enough of a hangover this week. I believe that already their replacement Note 7 phones, round two, some of them have started actually <laughs> yeah. exploding. Yeah, more than more more than the, the poor guy in uh, in the states uh, last week. I don't know. I don't know how a company survives. I mean, they will. They're not going anywhere. In fact, probably now's the right patent laws. And but I think now's actually the time to buy shares because their share must be plummeting, um, and they will bounce back. You know, but how do how do you get it wrong twice? That's the question. Seven times. No, I'm not talking about just infringement. Oh, I'm talking about this, yeah. the, the same phone blows up But twice. that's what we were talking about in the office earlier. We were just like, maybe they should fire their battery supplier. And then the other question is, imagine you get like a, a cyclical program or process inside the software that's overheating the device. So maybe there's this infinite loop happening in the processing that's just causing it to... Do you know that infinite loop is the name of the the actual road where Apple is? Just oh, really? by the way. <laughs> Stuck that, that one in there. <laughs> yeah, but I think they own the battery company. That's the thing. You know, that's the Korean methodology. They basically yeah. own all their suppliers and delivery methods. It's hard so. to fire yourself sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, so some fun stuff. Exactly. Augmented reality. Okay. So on AR, yes, there was an Indigo, um, what's the right word for Indigo? Campaign, yeah, for a game called Night Terrors. Okay. Sounds amazing. It is incredible. So I don't know when it launches, but basically um, what it does is it maps out your house. So it uses a phone. So for listeners, just to re-clarify the difference with AR and VR. VR, you use a headset. You close yourself off and you're inside your little box. Um, AR, you look through your phone like like the Pokemon goes. It and overlays Google reality. Apps. There we go. Enhanced it, reality. It, it brings, it augments. Augmented reality. It, bring, it brings in your content. So what this does is you're looking through your phone, okay, and the game does two things. It maps out your house. So it builds your game in your house for you. Okay? It uses binaural 360-degree sound, which I know is something, yep. Brad, is you understand that. So you've got all this sound technology that comes in. But then when it really gets scary as shit is that it actually superimposes their graphic images into your house. So it, what happens is you, you start up. I was watching the opening video. You start up the game. Um, 
and then it's 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 like the Blair Witch type effect. Your screen starts to go weird, and you'll see like in the game is a video screen showing battery and recording and all that kind of stuff. So think Blair Witch, right? And you look around your house, but what it's doing is it's mapping your house. And then you get a text message that pops up on your screen saying, I'm going to kill you. That's how the game starts. And your phone rings. It's going to be too many heart attacks. No, it's going to be awesome. Your phone rings, <laughs> and you answer it, and it talks you to you. You and I differ greatly. No, awesome. no, I love shit like this. <laughs> and it says to you, look behind you. And there's this freaking ghoul. Because you've got to play it at dark in night. They've used uh, light-enhancing camera tech. And there's this ghoul in your door coming at you. And then, like, it stops, and you freak, and then another message comes through and saying, I'm just letting you know I'm here. And it, it kind of... And then you get another message saying, honey, did you remember to get milk? Can you imagine, though, <laughs> you're, like... you're having a freaking All I'm thinking about is your kid picks up your phone. He'll never sleep again, ever. He'll never really? pick up your phone again. Maybe it's not a bad thing. Actually, that's not such a bad thing as well. <laughs> yeah, boy, have a look at my phone. So, Night Terrors, I mean, that's going to be award-winning stuff. It, they've shot it. They were supposed to release in July, uh, but they've realized that... They don't want to just push your product out. That's yeah. why they went to Indigo. They wanted extra funding because they're like right there and there was more that they could do and, they, and will do. Yeah. So Probably developed by the same company that will bring you the like meditation sleep control patterns. and <laughs> That will be the in-serve <laughs> ads. Like you can't like sleep. Like the pharmaceutical companies le- le- putting out all the viruses into the world and saying, uh, well, we'll make some money on this. Oh, that's funny. Conspiracy that's theories are us. All right. And then staying with AI is Giphy Cam. Uh, 2.5 so it's only available on uh, on iOS at the moment uh, but it will come to the others but basically it lets you put animated GIFs into your Google Hangout call your Instagram but it locks to your face so like for example if you've got a Charlie Chaplin moustache that's like straightening and closing and straightening and closing as you move around it moves with you so I thought that was um, that was quite nice on the on the augmented reality side for sure Um, and then obviously after AR as we just clarified is VR VR um, with VR, I actually wanted to ask you, yes. or in fact, I found a product which makes me think, it's called Hospital VR. Okay. Yes. Now, your little one had a little accident on her ear. She's weekend, great, yeah. Eh? yeah she's, she's getting back to, okay. back to normal as much as can be. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. But the reason that I actually found this is it's called Hospital VR, and it's been designed to distract so mm-hmm. what they do is they put the headset on kids. Yeah. So kids that have to go for um, like serious stuff like dialysis or whatever. You get those yes. big needles and coming at you. It still or... So it blocks their world out. And they're yeah. going on experiences. They can still engage with the nursing staff and the doctors, but they don't see what's going on. Okay. And the theory behind it was that because the eyes and mind are so engrossed in the journey, their pain receptors go down as well. Mm. So it makes their pain... Um, management better as well. I think it's pretty believable for most parents. If you've seen your children in front of the screen, they completely zone out. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so. Th- well, they've done it. It exists. It's made by, I can't remember the name of the company. Um, I might be able to find it. It's called Voxel Bay, V-O-X-E-L Bay. Um, they've done it in the Ohio State University. And it was designed, as I said, it was actually designed for like, children with hemophilia or any of the serious diseases yeah. so they have like hermit crabs and, and you've got to like watch little crabs running around so it's like a whole journey but they don't get to see the IV and well I, ho- I hope they use the daydream view headset because that is so well made for like long term things we were discussing I think it was with Oculus actually I think it? they built it off Oculus because of the power in that but you never know. This, it, we'll talk about Oculus now. Did yeah. you have something on VR that you found? Well, the one thing is uh, there was an article in, in, in Gadget uh, where they're saying get ready to prove your skills uh, on your resume. So 
you've got to now prove the skills that you put yes, on your resume in virtual reality. So uh, it looks like uh, Lloyd's Banking Group are putting potential employees to the test with the help of VR headsets. And they're basically saying, well, they're going to put you into scenarios where you have to engage with their clients. And they'll test you without having to put you out into the field. They test you in scenarios in a virtual reality environment. So that's awesome. You're looking so around, there's no you have mistakes. Look, exactly. So like for old, uh, what's his name from the SABC? We could have put him into a VR headset and realized that he didn't belong anywhere, let alone uh, in the SABC. Cloudy. Yeah, but he's, Cla- a, different, he's, a, he's a different kind of person with Cloudy. You'd have to give him a three... Four different set headsets so that he can look at within them because he doesn't wear which one you, he doesn't one wear you. headsets headsets wear him <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> I actually did see that look we need I actually want to stay on VR because I've got lots of cool stuff happening on VR but uh, we need to pay the bills so yes. let's just quickly uh, shoot out to an ad break welcome back to the Futurology show proudly sponsored by MTN Business. Uh, if you've missed the last half an hour, we've kind of just been waxing lyrical about all really cool stuff. We don't have a guest today, Brett, so we get our, We're our company. each other. That's nice. It's nice to actually, every now and then, it's, it's, it's like a little recap for us. And there's been a lot happening. I mean, if, you, if you've missed some of the shows, you can always go back into cliffcentral.com, check out the podcast. We've done six or seven weeks of Gartner, Aspiring Innovators, some amazing people coming out of that. I'm actually missing that, huh? I must really? say, yeah, you know, it, it... Too much of a good thing, though. But I just... It, I'm missing the whole, like, each week I was looking forward to, like, the next big thing, you know, because I kind of already knew who was coming. There has been a lot happening, just not here in South Africa. True. Anyway. So we, with all the roundups and stuff that's been happening in the, the world of tech and how it will affect our future, we are looking through where we are at the moment. The Well, I'm still stuck on VR. I mean, You get the stuck break, on VR quite often. I know, but i got lots on VR because there's actually big things happening in it VR at the moment. Um, so, basically, Rock Band, okay? Yeah. They are now VR ready. They've already got a beta version, but it's it's so not all good. So now we get good. to the avatars and no. Well, you play so like if you like playing like if you playing the guitar, you actually standing from behind the guitar and you can look around. And this is the problem, or the feedback. I don't want to say problem because it's an early adopting technology. But guys are saying that they're actually missing the beats. They're missing hitting because they're so engrossed in looking around. Like like take the drumming version. You know, when you're sitting there and you're drumming, yes. you're sitting now behind the kit yep. uh, in VR. So you're kind of not focusing on those little dots moving around. So they do need to work it out. Either. No, you can't. You can't. It's, it's As a drummer, correct. it's one of the worst things ever. Correct. So I'm glad to see that they're doing it. I still want to see VR more in like your shooting games and all that because that's when it starts to get real. Um, I have to give kudos to Sony. Uh, yeah. They are still the talk of the town. I do think it's predominantly because of the PlayStation launch that it's coming out, you know, ready for PlayStation. But what is interesting, it's actually the heaviest headset on the market, okay? But there's a reason for it. It's the heaviest because it's comfortable, like it's been made for comfort, so it's got all the padding in it, but also it's built-in headphones. Oh, wow, okay. So that's a challenge with VR. Now, I mean, you you and I both use the Zeiss One when we do our basic VR work, okay? If you put on a headset and then still put on a, a audio headset, you know, headphones over it. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing the, the Bose Quiet Comforts at the moment. Correct. But the thing is, it's still, if you take the weight of the two and put them together, then Sony's not, to not how tipping the scale. It is. You're not only and going out in front of your face, you're going out left to right as and well. And you've got to power both of them. This is all in one. So I think, you know, it, it is worth noticing. Um I'm not often complimentary on Facebook. In fact, I've always said, you know, they're pretty much a Me Too copycat. Whatever someone does, they do, or they just bar. But I do have to give them kudos on this one. 
they've made an incredibly interesting play with VR chat. Okay. So now using their messenger platform, you know you've seen it now. We've all got these 360 photos on Facebook, which was quite innovative, let's be honest. You take a panorama and, and you it wraps it. I'm actually gonna I want to explain that a little bit further because people have asked me. So they said, How, how do you, you take get it? Yeah, there are apps. No, yeah. there are apps that do it. But if you if you I think it's on an iPhone only. If you use a panorama shot on your iPhone, so you shoot panorama the way you normally do, and take that photo and load it up into Facebook, it'll automatically do it for you. It will create that 360 for you. So it's actually very easy. It's been designed to be done on the fly, which is what the whole tech's all about. So I did give them the credit for that when they came out with that. And again, what they've done now, if it works, um, I, I say if it works because I haven't tried it. I actually don't know if it's out of beta yet or alpha even. But if you're wearing a VR headset and I'm wearing a VR headset, we can chat in VR with Messenger. So we can have a, like as if we're sitting in each other's environments, um, you know, chatting. So that was, I thought it was quite cool. I thought that was quite yeah. a quite a cool little play. And also what it, what it makes me realize is that they're finally taking their multi-billion dollar investment in Oculus yes. and actually putting it to use. You know, they've done that now with WhatsApp, which caused that whole foray of complaints. They've taken WhatsApp's learning and they've evolved Messenger. Yeah. So now they're taking Oculus and they're evolving. Putting it into the Facebook into environment as well. So you don't need to have the goggles on to experience 360, which is, it makes a lot of sense. It is quite cool though, huh? So, oh, Oculus. I mentioned Oculus. I knew I was getting, you know me, I try and yes. lead myself in that everywhere I can otherwise. So they've just had Oculus um, Connect, it's called. It's their huge conference. It's their third one. Huh? They still haven't released a proper Oculus Rift. On their own. On their own. But they've had three um, three conferences. So they've just had it now. And what they've announced is the standalone headset. So that's been the biggest um, complaint is that with Oculus, you've had to have an incredibly powerful computer. Yep. And you have to be tethered. So you have to sit there. So they've said now that the headset will allow you to keep track of where it is in physical space and translate that to the screen. So that means you can actually walk around. So like all awesome the other VR headsets, innovation. Like this thing is still coming out of its infancy and we're like innovating it crazy. It's amazing. It is amazing. But it, it, I think it's paramount. I mean that yeah. thing that you said with the job interview. Yeah. That to me is such, it's such a, it's probably as good as the medical things. You know the medical guys have been playing with field um, what do you call it? Field testing, yeah. where you can, you know, see how a doctor would perform in the field. That job interview is absolutely brilliant. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to have that puppet in my office if I don't want him or her there. And you can put through, you can remove all the variables and actually say this is the course that everybody goes through, and everybody gets measured on the same yardstick. And I mean, good to go. they do that with the airplane guys, you mm. know, with the simulators. You can't fly a Boeing until you've done. Like exactly. a thousand so why hours or ones? something. Yeah. So why should I employ you and bring you into my company? I mean, Brett, you own your business. Mm. It's your livelihood. It's your family. I've seen how well, you are your staff. That works, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, but it's you, you know your your team or your or your your extended family. Yeah. You don't want to bring someone in that's not going to fit in. Exactly. So now you really get to see them in the environment. I mean, I, I'm actually looking forward to some of the video footage. Like just they're picking their noses or like maybe lean to the side and fart or something, not realizing that it's actually you, a full 360. Can, can you imagine doing a prank call? You don't do a prank call, but you actually set up a whole prank scenario and just see how they deal with it. Like over the top ridiculous. That actually would be, you know, that's going to happen. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to do, I got to do my thing. I, um, some people that don't know me and 
happened on my thing. You have a thing? I posted a post on Facebook the other day that if you ever get a phone call from an unknown oh, yes, number, you said. You, you, there's a way to answer it. So it goes as follows. I got a, I got a no-caller ID call, and I picked up the phone, and I went, it's done, but there's blood everywhere. What do I do? And you didn't and, buy timeshare that day. And, and I didn't buy timeshare that day. They hung up. But I was just thinking about afterwards. I hope I don't get a phone call from the cops or something like that. Um, we've had a complaint about blood everywhere. <laughs> Can you account for your whereabouts? Crazy. But it, but it was fun. I mean, yes. it was just, it was fun. And you know, you're talking about practical jokes and it. So I have to close off our little chat on VR with a negative. There's a guy in London, not a guy, a, a, a doctor. He's actually an eye surgeon. His name is Dr. David Allenby. And he's incredibly worried about the increase of VR use because we'll develop a painful condition called dry eye. Now, I have dry eye. In fact, mm-hmm. most human beings have it because we look at uh, computer screens all day. Yeah. But he's, he's saying that the fact that you're so immersed in a VR game, you forget to blink or, you know, like look away. Yeah. Not, when I say look away, you can't look away. You're looking at the screen wherever you look. Um, now, if you already stuff, suffer from dry eye or any of those type of conditions, his concern is that this is going to really make it worse. Now, we know it's science. It's proven. More and more people are wearing glasses because of our exposure to screen. Exactly. Now, you're putting these screens right by your retina. I mean, it, it, no one sits and looks on their computer as close as we look to a VR headset. Yeah. So, we've sat here for the last 10 minutes or so praising VR. Um, but there's always this dude has got a con- But this dude's got a, a, a good concern. Yes. You know, I, it, you and I've said if we don't use a good headset, we get headaches. Yeah. You know, ours get sore and tired. Mm-hmm. What happens when you are playing like Dota or one of these like hardcore games, yeah. and you just forget to actually well, tune out? One of the sub themes that always sort of runs around the show is is how the new technology is uh, is changing human behavior. There's certain things we don't pick up immediately. There's certain things we can be skeptical about, or we can say what it might be. But until it starts to happen, we actually aren't entirely sure. But that's that's one of the dangers as well about speculation of the future. We can say this is great, great, innovative technology, and it's really being adopted. It's fantastic. But until enough people use it for long enough, we actually don't know what the what the bad things are. By that point, hopefully, it's not too late for some or most. But we have to have guinea pigs. Everybody's oh, well, going to be a guinea pig. Sign up. Put the chip. Yeah. On well, that's the go. thing. I mean, like you've already got dry eye. Can you take one for the team and <laughs> um, you just yeah, you just I'm stick the headset on? Don't worry. I will do it for you. The other thing is, it's one thing to talk about how human behavior changes with technology. The the next, the worst thing is, how are we being physically affected? Are you going back to your Wally? We are going to go back to Wally, and it's going to be there. I mean, there's a there's a huge amount of seriousness. There's a reason why these things pitch up in mainstream videos and films. Can I put a positive spin on that? Because I'm Wally. That's no, that's no, but we're, what you've just referenced and the, the Wally syndrome, I think I'm now going to call your reference the Wally syndrome. Because of technology, we're making ourselves lazier or less active in that. Agreed. However, have you noticed due to technology, uh-huh. there are more of these fit chef type uh-huh. companies, more of these personal trainer apps. So, you know, it goes back to you as an individual being responsible. You can use technology to make life easier but you can also use it to keep you fit even like five minute workouts yeah um when i travel if i if i don't stay in a hotel that has a gym i have an app called seven minute workout and swirk it you don't need equipment you use your your bag you use the chair in the room you use the stairs um obviously you can go for a run but let's be honest if you've gone out and you've entertained that you don't get up and go for a run but you can get up and do seven minutes of workout there's no excuse so 
it is going to come back to us. You know, we keep saying, oh, the machines are taking over. They're only taking over if you let them take over. Yeah. I so. don't think we're going to go into any level of conformity. I don't think all of humanity will all of a sudden fall into this abyss of mediocrity where everybody is exactly the same. I think, wow, that was a good quote. That was quite gotta, a good quote. Oh, to rewind early, the eh? tape and listen back. I can't, <laughs> don't know if I can say it twice. Eh? But that's the thing. There's always going to be multiple different sides to the story. And there's, there's going to be those guys that adopt efficiency as a way to be more efficient. Yes, I can be amplified. I can do things well, but now I can do things even better. Yeah. There's going to be those that be like, I'm already doing it well enough. Why do I need to try harder? You're going to get the... So it is going to be a sort of... The guys that will do well will do well. The guys that will take the lazy out will take the lazy out. I just hope that the gap in the middle, that, that sort of transition space, will be one that is overall optimistic and progressive with what they're able to put out into the I world. I think that's going to come from the next generation. I mean, we all kind of said in our ways. It's the, it's the younger guys, the 18 to 25-year-olds. Well, that, that was the next topic I went to was rage. Yeah, just on that, yes. I've got a comment on what you just said. What, the 18 there to 25 is, Yeah, there's, there's always going to be something that comes out of it. Well, hopefully. <laughs> but I, I really do believe that we can talk as much as possible on the technology that exists today and how it can change the future. But I honestly believe that the things that will have the most profound impact on our future haven't yet been invented. That's two, but You're going to run out before the okay. end of the show. I'll tell you. Okay, we've still got like 18 minutes. So, so the things just... that we're going to talk about the most are the things that haven't yet come to be. But that's logical, though. Yes. Okay. But, it's, but it is important because it's easy to just stop. Yeah. We talk about Oculus innovating on something that's still in its infancy. Yeah, well, that's a bad example, though. I mean, they've, taken three, yeah. they've had three Oculus but you've got to events and they still, they still haven't launched. Can awesome. we go to Rage? Yes, we can go to Rage. Okay. So it, happened, Rage, it happened last week or over the weekend? Yeah, no, it ended over the weekend. Now, if you remember, um, a few months ago, we had the guys from Telcom Gaming in Correct. here. Yes, and we the spoke one comment, to Paul Challoner, Red Yes, Eye. that's right. Yeah. yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah. Red, oh, I'm sure so if I'm you impressed. missed that podcast, go back into the archives. It's in there. It was really a good. It's a great, Paul great is talk. amazing. Esports huh? is amazing, yeah. But now we were sitting there saying, oh, who's going to watch and this and this? And Telcom is going to put up money. Well, they wrote the check. Yeah. Telcom gave away a million rand they did. this weekend. Yep. Um, they and it, and it was quite substantial. There were three Jeez. or four different game genres, uh, Dota and and the other ones and all the other ones I don't yeah. know the names CS, CSGO, CSGO Counter-Strike Global Offensive I have to shout out because that's, that's but, my territory but 200 grand was the, the winning, winning team the winning teams that's not exactly like chump change but it's pretty cool that they they went and took it through all the way to 7th and 8th place as well like you're still able to win I mean it's, for some of these teams it's quite an investment of time uh, to put into this I mean there's a, there's a lot of guys dealing with dry eye in those teams because of the amount of practice that they've put in so it's nice that there's we're starting to generate a, a value space within the gaming world, which is, I mean, it's going to be the next billion, billion dollar, billion rand uh, industry. Well, you know, we say it's going to be the next. I mean, it, it already is. I, yes. know, I know your reference is obviously here in South Africa and many other developing uh, countries. Um, but the, the thing that's important is that when we were growing up, or maybe not you as much, but even when, but definitely when I was growing up, we had an outdoor lifestyle environment. Kids rode bicycles and parks. I mean, we didn't have technology. There wasn't an always-on. And if you did appear to be playing games, even if they were analog board games or, you know, you were reprimanded. Mm. You know, you, like, you're going to be nothing in life. You, you've, you can't sit here wasting time playing games. These were the kind of things that were thrown at, at, at kids. And the message to the parents now is, you know what, it's wrong. You actually can do anything you want in life. I know that's so cliche, but... What I'm getting to is with technology, yeah. 
you can actually earn a living from playing games yes. and a serious living. Guys yes. just earn 200 grand for three days of fun, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I remember back to the show with Paul. These guys have nutritionists. They don't sit and drink Red mm-hmm. Bull all day long no, and drink caffeine. They take they it seriously. Eat, yeah, yeah, they're serious. They're athletes. They so really are. the message is the future is coming. Yeah. The technologies well, are future, evolving. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's not. It's the past because we just said it. Really? That's the future. No, it's the past. That's you see. So it's coming. That's the past. Infinite loop. And uh, <laughs> infinite loop. of confusion. <laughs> and um, you know, I I've started changing my mindset as well. Yeah. If Cade wants to play Minecraft all day long, cool. You know yeah. why? He's building stuff, which means he might be an architect. Yeah. Um, he's he's using hand R. I don't care. Yeah. It's going. It's going to lead somewhere, yeah. and no one knows where that somewhere is at the moment. There's some really good discussions. I mean, some of the TED Talks uh, have been around uh, the idea of play and how play helps us learn faster than you know, active learning does. We can actually learn so much by interaction and, and literally just play and how it opens up different pathways in the brain to actually acknowledge new ways of thinking. Well, look at how your parents used to say to you and we say to our kids, if you could learn your work like you learn your songs – because the songs are entertaining. People, yeah. The kids, are, they know every freaking lyric oh, yeah. under the sun of every song. Yeah. We were the same. Yeah. But when it comes to actually learning about the Great War of 18, whatever, can't remember. But see how it's crept into even business these days. I mean, they've called incentivized loyalty schemes and stuff gamification. It's not actually games. It's the no. gamification, that the fact that having something we learned from business. playing games or digital games yeah. and that level up mentality and that one-upmanship and peer, peer collaboration. Yeah. Is, is entering the business space. Now, you can't say that gaming didn't give us anything. They're, they're pushing technology all over the place. Now they're an industry on their own. I just wish we'd invested in the e-gaming earlier. Like, sponsored Never too late. It no, hasn't quite saying. blown up yet. You'd sponsored one of these teams, like the Oaks are looking for T-shirts or whatever. And, you actually, know, you'd that'd be a cool We should actually enter fee. a Cliff Central team. I reckon we've got enough gamers around here to make sure that that Probably works. could. And if you're interested in joining us, send us a know. tweet. Hashtag Futurology. Yeah. So staying with robotics and games and going back yes. to last week. So remember last week, again, if you guys didn't listen, last week we spoke about robotics. Um, I want to go back to the AI side of robotics. There's a company that has come up with a thing called a Maris, Maristor. A Mar- I'm going to spell it M-E-R-I-S-T-O-R. So like resistor, yeah. but M. Maris, Maristor. Maristors. I don't know. Maristors. So basically, they're saying that I'm actually going to read the quote here because it's the circuitry. They're saying that humanity just took one step closer to computers that mimic the brain. So the University of Southampton have demonstrated that memory stores or resistors that remember, let's see, memory resistor, um, their previous resistance can power a neutral network. So what they're basically doing is they're teaching, um, what do you call these things? Circuit boards. To learn from machine learning, which is actually human machine learning. You know, that goes to your Internet of Things and that. Now, Apple's uh, other co-founder, well, the one that's still alive, old Steve, the was, he's now retracted a statement on AI concerns. Because he, he, along with the Elon Musks and Nick Bostrom. Saying it's going to be Bill the Gates biggest threat to humanity as we yeah. know it. Yeah. Uh, he's now turned around and actually said, he actually did an interview. He said, now he's not concerned about AI. Because... Uh, He's basically thinking that if we teach the machines to be smart enough the way we are, we're still the ones teaching the machines. Therefore, we're smarter than they are. For a time. 
you see now you falling into the Moore's law will always define how fast they learn and eventually they'll get some sort of cognitive ability to know that we're useless Okay. We're more we're more the problem than we are the solution. So you disagree then with the was you you on Elon's side and saying we're in shit. The same rule that applies when you are at the beach and you don't turn your back on the big waves that are going to crush you is the <laughs> same thing we should the same way we should approach AI. I like that. Never turn your back on it. Okay, so complacency will be our downfall. Then I don't know how you're going to answer my next question because with memories resistors, memory resistors. <laughs> And AI and machine learning and mm-hmm. all these wonderful mm-hmm. things and robotics and Internet of Things. The question that I have to ask everyone, and you guys can answer the question yourself, okay, is would you have sex with a robot? So I know that sounds like really desperate and pornographic, but just think about it for a second. We live in this world where we're meeting people online, okay? Social dating, like one in three relationships. One of the other things or, you spoke about after CES was this. Yeah. I'm not even going down the porn yes. road, okay? I'm not going down the porn road yet. This, this is not is about a porn. Non, a non-living or nor sentient being. This is a complete robot. And I, yes, and I'll tell you why I'm getting to this. Okay, I mean, you mentioned this as a topic, but I, yeah. I'll tell you expands. When I when I was at Gartner last week, yes, and I got to meet and speak to some of the analysts, I yeah. noticed one common thread. A lot of them are not married or not in relationships. And the reason for it is that they can't be because they are never in one place long enough to form any form of relationship, sexual or friendship. They are just, the one guy was telling me he was in Jakarta yesterday, then he's going to Joburg the next day, then he's going to be back in America and in France the day after, then he'll be back in this, and this is how he was talking. Yeah. I was actually getting jet lag listening to him talk and he's been doing it for 20 years. You cannot have a relationship, but you do have needs. So I, I pose the question again, would it be deemed wrong to actually form a relationship sexual with a robot? So, are we calling it a relationship? Well, I think it would be a relationship because you'd purchase this device. It would stay or travel with you wherever you go or leave it behind. And if you had some form of need to fulfill, you could do so with your robot. The question is when you go out in public, do you take your robot with you? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 the Futurology show. We laugh about it, but yeah. we've seen it in movies. Oh, for sure. So, I I no <laughs> from from my side. But yours, but uh, uh, Brett, what I'm saying is, take religion, take morals, take everything off the table. Is it made by Samsung? <laughs> Uh, Will it explode uh, when it starts uh, to get a little bit heated? Uh, no, well, if it's made by Amazon, you know like, your rocket's bigger than uh, someone else. <laughs> no, that okay. Right, so, I won't you know have I mean? sex with a robot. Yeah, uh, you've just kind of yeah. I didn't think of that. So you one, one person we're going to get, one person we're hoping to get onto the show soon uh, is Tim, who wrote Tim Kroon, who wrote the the book Get Him to the Geek and how the geek culture has evolved. He'd be a great person to ask these questions. So yeah, he's got some insights. How are we going to get him on the show? We'll get him on the show. Okay. We'll, we I'll must, leave that to you. Challenge accepted. Yes. Sheldon and Tim, we'll get you guys on the show. We, uh, we're hoping to have you on this week, but it, it didn't pan out. So sooner or later, we're going to have you on. And these are the types of questions you're going to get asked. So okay. do your homework. Brush up. Let's, let's see where we'll it goes. change the rules anyway because we don't really plan anything. No. So, Who knows yeah. what the future is going to be anyway. But it would be, be interesting to see how the geeks are going because there are the geeks. The, the, there's this idea that geeks are ruling the world. That supermodels are now dating geeks and marrying geeks. So eventually when they do slow down and make their millions or they build the startup that gets sold for a billion dollars and they go to law, they go to all the courts for all the IP, they eventually have time to settle down with a supermodel. So, but for now they'll take a for, robot. For five or six weeks. 
<laughs> but yeah, remember that movie Revenge of the Nerds when all the nerds were trying to sort out the cheerleaders? Well, they were right, huh? Now the cheerleaders are after the nerds. But that's what's going to happen. So it's not just a matter of behavior. It's about culture. It's about society. It's a whole bunch of changes. You see, there's the thing. This. That's what I'm saying. Take religion. Take culture. Take society of the table because we're we're our worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Our judgmental. Yeah. If everyone was walking around with a robot, it would be normal. Yeah. But until the when the first person comes out and walks around with a robot, I mean, like old John Travolta, he comes out the closet and walks around with a guy for the first month. It's going to be ooh, and the paparazzi are going to go nuts. And month two, three, four onwards, he's just another gay guy. Yeah. That's all he is, you know. Um, so, yeah. But you've scared me on the battery pack. <laughs> I just, I'm just seeing the emergency room. We've got a 10, 20, 69 disconnect. Need a USB plier removal system for battery pack infusion. Top thing. I don't know. I just made it up as I went along. An ID10T pepcake era. I don't know if it goes so well. Well, at least you won't get a paper cut. You yeah. might get a circuit board. If breaker. Samsung made it, if Microsoft made it, I don't know if I'd seen it. If Apple make it, it would be called the INA or something. The I9. I9. No, nine, nine, <laughs> not nine. Nine. I mean, oh, yeah, there. Okay. Oh, well, well done. Um, I, think I, that's, I think that's a South African terminology. I don't think people know what well, that yeah, is. We don't have to take it too figure well it out. So I'm going to wrap up with my last thing that I oh, came so across, which comes, it comes like back full circle of everything we've been doing, a TV show. But I have a robot. Okay, now you go. Disney you... are not only looking to buy Twitter, they're making a robot. They're making a robot that bounces up and down. It's a one-legged robot that jumps up and down, and it's, it's going to be a Tigger robot. They're going that to build is Tigger, awesome. the robot. Because they had that white thing, Hero 6. Yep. Like, that was cool. Beeble, whatever his Get- name. Betamax. Beta, so if they're going to have like a little bouncer when you they come home, it's going to bounce to see that you're home and happy. And Well, I don't, I don't know whether they're going to do it for consumer use or what, but they have built a one-legged robot that hops like Tigger. And the big news, though, is Disney are building robots. We know that they built Little Sparrow, mad, the uh? thing that was in the yeah, new yeah, Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they've got a one-legged jumping robot. Watch the space. But, Disney's going to become a new... animatronics are excellent. Have Disney's you been be to Disney World? You'll see that. Yeah. So it actually makes sense. They've been doing it for years. They've been playing in the animatronic space. Yeah. So sure, that is an exciting but space. Yeah, so but what's Disney making the comeback in the tech space? Very cool. Sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, 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 that, no. That was worthwhile, and i still got time to talk about my TV show. So I've stumbled across a TV show called Stupid Man's Smartphone. And the reason I stumbled across this is because you showed me that comedian Russell Dean. Russell Kane. Russell Kane, the yeah. British guy. Where Dean? So... For those that don't know who Russell Kane is, he's like this absolutely metrosexual British comedian. Genius comedian. Who's yeah. really funny. But the epitome of metrosexual. This is probably the kind of guy that puts hairspray gel and hairbrush in his bag before anything else. Okay. <laughs> so the whole show is based around him being put in situations with nothing but his smartphone. Okay. Hence the name Superman Smartphone. But these aren't just situations. The one is like going into the... the it's Bay Grills cross Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But, but he, like the one show he goes to is in Norway. He's got to go out into the nothing, okay? And the guy goes, do you have a knife? He goes, no. Do you have a this? No. Do you have a tent? No. He goes, and then he says in, in Norwegian, you don't, ha- you don't have a chance. Yeah. But the whole rationale behind you. the show was that his Twitter following and his social network following is so big, okay, that he can reach out to them. And, of course, the power of the phone, he can Google anything, and I was watching an episode the night before last, and um, it identified the bullet ant 
And he was like about to pick this up to eat it for protein, <laughs> you know. So it just shows you that with everything that we're doing and everything that we think, it still comes back to the point that you can survive with a smartphone. At this modern world, you can get around. I mean, he's lasted yeah. every episode. He's been a hell of a worse for wear. Yeah. Uh, and he brings a mate. He's allowed yes. to call a mate on using his phone and bring him into the show and all that. But, yeah. So if you're looking for a little bit of mindless entertainment, I think it's actually on DSTV, yeah. but I found it on, on stream. Yeah. Stupid Man Smartphone. There's about six episodes I see. I've watched Excellent. two now. So there's, yeah. there's a new series I've started watching. I just watched season one. It's Westworld. Now, I know it's a remake of something they did ages ago, but it's... It rings this, a bell. Yeah. This, this idea of... The new age modern technology, but in a Western approach. So all these clone doubles are being created. They're not real humans, but they look exactly like humans. Oh, cool. They've got AI built into them. They've got storylines. And then people would pay to go into this Western world and actually interact in a Western space with all these storylines and all these real Is people. it a series or is it like a documentary? It's a series. It's okay. a series. J.J. Abrams. Okay. So, yeah, Fringe and all the Star yeah. Trek episodes and stuff. Is that on, where is it on DSTV or are you just streaming? On DSTV. So on Box Office, check out Westworld. But yeah, okay. I'm sure it'll be on Cody and everything else if you're streaming and torrenting. Speaking of which, BitTorrent is shut down. They're all getting shut down. BitTorrent no? is shut down as of There's actually a takeover page on Kickass Torrents. Yeah. The Federal Bureau has seized that page so but uh, you know what it, it had to happen yeah. um, and there'll be workarounds and people move to the dark web and all those good things but so with Westworld AR torrents all that Everything I happening. need your I need your thought for the day then because yeah I think in a show that didn't have much to have to talk about we spoke about a hell of a lot and that's just the state of what do you mean a show that didn't have much to talk about we always have stuff to talk about well you go into it thinking <laughs> well we don't have a guest oh well, what are we going to talk about we'll True. talk about some stuff so let's do a take roundup and when you do a tech round, it's actually scary it's to look time. about how much has ha- actually happened. And that's that's a pretty good representation of how technology and how the future is changing quicker than we can actually keep up with it. Yeah. So it's it's really great to see that the innovation isn't stopping, but we need to be mindful about how innovation is affecting us as humans and society and cultures and all that stuff. Are we going to be this bunch of gray people with these Wally riding on hovercraft people, or are we going to be a a little bit more intelligent and clever with what we're doing. I'm going to use as your thought today. I'm going to actually add a, a little point to that. We don't need more tech. We need to think how to use the tech that we have. Boom. High Boom. five. Nice one. High five. Yeah, without throwing our phones. So on that selfie, um, thanks to MTN Business again for our sponsor of our show. Hashtag Futurology. And until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliffcentral.com.